everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. This is part two of a prosperity series that I'm doing based off our last live group coaching call that happened in November on prosperity. We had so many people join us and so many people that wanted to get coached on the show and so many people I didn't get to. So I'm answering questions from the people who joined us that I didn't get to live. I also really encourage you, if you didn't get that live group coaching session, you can still get it for only 20 bucks. I teach a lot about prosperity and wealth and where our biggest money blocks come from. So if you feel like you have money blocks, blocks to prosperity, then this coach's corner in last week's will really benefit you. And if you really want to go the extra mile, then definitely go snag a copy of the group call that I did. You can get the coaching replay by going to christinehassler.com slash group dash coaching dash replays. And that link is in the show notes. If that was too much of a mouthful, again, it's christinehassler.com slash group dash coaching dash replays. And you can listen to my whole spiel on prosperity and listen or watch me coach people live and learn a lot about how these prosperity blocks work. So I have a few questions I'm going to get into today, starting with Tiffany. With debt and new expenses that worry me or on my mind, how do I release those thoughts to allow for more space for the prosperity mindset? I think focusing on prosperity and my worth will help resolve the debt. Well, Tiffany, there's a little book that I really love called The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. And I'm actually looking right at it. It's how many pages is it? Let's see. 75 pages, but it's really, really small, like probably the size of two decks of cards. And it gives you a 40-day prosperity plan where you're doing different writings and really looking at beliefs. And I think that would be really, really helpful for you. And it's a very inexpensive way to do it. And it's a beautiful way to start to reshift your mindset. I talk a lot on the show about neural nets and patterning and repetitive thoughts are basically their grooves in your brain, their habits, repetitive thoughts are habitual thoughts. So the best way to get out of that repetitive thinking is to put new habitual thoughts in place and using the book, like the abundance book and having a 40 day prosperity plan, I think would be really helpful for you. So instead of focusing so much on releasing the old thoughts, you're building new thoughts instead. So thanks for that question. And And I want to speak for a moment about the difference between expenses and investment. Right now, we're currently enrolling for my signature retreat in the spring, which is my most epic event. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go to christinehassler.com slash bring dash retreat and check it out. And Jill's doing a lot of calls with people. And the biggest objection is money. People are full yes. They're an intuitive yes. They they know this retreat will be life-changing. They've listened to the show maybe for years or or even the first time and just really resonate with this work and, and know that they need that kind of retreat. But then the mind comes in and thinks about the money and in their words, the expense. We even heard some people say, I don't know if I can splurge on myself. And to be honest, in terms of events and personal development programs, the retreat is not that expensive. It's very reasonably priced for what you get. But this hesitation around, oh, this is so expensive and it's such a splurge, that is a scarcity mindset. To look at investing in something that feels like a full yes for you and something that you know you need, something that you know emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically will support you and assist you and lead to a better relationship with yourself and your family and your higher power. That is not a splurge. That is an investment. And part of the prosperity mindset 
understands that we need to spend money to both make money and make progress. I've been very open about the fact that I've spent well, excuse me, I've invested well over six figures. I don't even know how much by now on my own personal development. And I don't consider that splurging because I get a high ROI or return on investment on the things that I invest in that are for my growth and expansion. So if you're thinking about coming on the spring retreat and you're holding it in your mind, like it's a splurge and it's too expensive, then you're in a scarcity mindset, not in a prosperity mindset. And I wanted to use this specific example as a teaching tool, because I know a lot of you out there are constantly in scarcity mindset when all you want is more prosperity. But if you're consistently looking at all your expenses and all your debt and see any kind of helpful thing in terms of your personal growth or even a money coach to get you out of it as another expense rather than an investment, then you're constantly in that lack thinking. And part of getting out of scarcity thinking and getting out of debt is investing your money wisely. Because usually what causes debt in the first place is expending and splurging and not investing wisely and or not really knowing your value and not really standing in your worth such that more abundance comes to you. So I just really encourage all of you to take a step towards more abundance prosperity thinking by investing in yourself because you are your biggest ROI. So let's move on to the next question. It's a great Great next question based on what I said. What tips do you have about what to consider before making investments, trusting the timing when you feel divinely guided to go to something versus when it might be too soon for that to be the most deeply serving? In addition, how can you tell the difference between when an investment is high and you're experiencing some fear or blocks around this coming up versus your body telling you it's a bad idea? This is from Amanda. She has another question that I'm going to get to in a second, but first I'm going to answer this question. So when it comes to making investments, for me, I do it very intuitively. I feel into it. I feel into not so much the money per se that I'm going to invest, but what the thing is. I can remember last year when I was hiring a high dollar coach and I felt into her and I felt into what my intention was and I felt into the work that we could do together instead of feeling into the number felt into the possibility of it and it felt really expansive and it felt really good and it felt really generative. So, and if an investment feels really expansive, that's generally an intuitive yes. If it feels like, oh God, I hope this works and I hope this pays off and everybody's talking about this thing to invest in and maybe this will fix all my problems, then it's probably a no. A divinely guided investment feels like a yes. There can still be some fear because that's when the mind comes in. Like for, for a lot of the women that come to my retreat, they are so divinely guided to be there. In fact, that's one thing we hear. They say, I'm so glad I came. I'm so glad I invested the money. I knew I needed to be here, even though I had all my fear. So that's what a divinely guided feeling feels like. There still can be the mental fear, but there's just a deep knowing. And the next question from Amanda is what are your practices and tips around money living in a state of always having more than enough and that energy of abundance while also making sure to be wise with money and save any guidance and tips from your own experience would be helpful. So again, for me, the investing in myself is one of the biggest ways that I always have more than enough because I know it's generative. Also having a service mindset with my money in terms of 
donated to certain things, helping certain people out, making sure it's not all just one directional. And then I just became very organized with my finances. There's a certain amount I put aside for tax. There's a certain amount I put in my IRA and investment accounts. There's a certain amount that I put aside for savings. And I also delegate. I hired a bookkeeper because I really wanted to be responsible with my money and have someone watching it rather than just being willy nilly with it or not really watching every transaction or knowing what was happening. And so that was another investment. And it was interesting because for years in our business, we had a bookkeeper that was okay, but made a lot of mistakes. It wasn't her passion. It wasn't her full-time job, but she was less expensive. And Jill finally came to me and she said, Christine, we, we cannot do this anymore. We need like a professional, better bookkeeper. And so we quote unquote splurged on a, a firm and a better bookkeeper. And oh my gosh, has it been a game changer in our business. And again, it wasn't a splurge. It was an investment. So having an organizational system, having people that that's their area of expertise help you. And then gratitude and appreciation when I'm so grateful for everything that I have versus always wanting more then I'm living in that state of abundance. And that really helps generate more prosperity. So I hope that's helpful, Amanda. Before we go to the next question, I want to take a moment to thank my sponsor. Another thing that I love to invest in is my own comfort, which is why I love Rothy's shoes. So the holidays mean celebration with friends, company parties, and family gatherings. So why not look stylish and feel comfortable all season long? Rothy's is a company making beautiful shoes for women and kids out of plastic water bottles, and they're crazy comfortable and fully machine washable too. This is why I love my Rothy's shoes because I, as I've shared, have had some feet issues and heels just don't work for me. I wore heels to an event last weekend and I lasted about an hour. Luckily, I had a pair of Rothy's in my bag and I quickly switched to them because they're just so great and so comfortable and so stylish. And I love too that they come from plastic water bottles and I can throw them in the wash machine. They're really the all-in-one pair of shoes. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns and are available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. Like I said, keep an eye out for the holiday colorway launches coming out this season as they're sure to sell out fast. And Rothy's make a great gift for your best girlfriends and family. They'll thank you with every step. They're seamlessly knit using thread from, like I said, plastic water bottles. So super uber duper comfortable from the second you slip them on. There's zero break-in factor. And here's a mind-blowing fact. By making their shoes using repurposed plastic water bottles, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already, which is so cool. So here's your call to action. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash over to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Again, go to rothys.com slash over today. All right. So let's continue to these questions. This is from Louisa. My parents divorced when I was four. We weren't poor, but I felt my mom's struggles and stress. Mom went back to work and started operating out of fear. 
even remarried for security rather than love. Dad was a hard worker, always hustling and stressed, neglected family for success, put work before family, was super cheap and then didn't like to spend any money. I feel like I'm not smart enough to make money on my own and that making money requires hard work and I have to be a hustler or pushy. I'm also scared to take risks or spend money. Any recommendations for changing these beliefs? Well, Louisa, first of all, the prosperity call that I did would be excellent for you. So definitely take a watch um, or listen to that because I talk a lot about these beliefs. So the thing that sticks out to me from your background is there really just wasn't a sense of security. There was a lot of fear and even watching your mom marry for quote unquote security rather than love, I think created a deep limiting belief that you have to choose. You can either be happy or you can have money. And I think that's one of the biggest beliefs that you have to bust. Another big one for you is you can be a nice person or you can have money because that's what you saw with, with your dad in a lot of ways. So in terms of changing these beliefs, the first thing is to get really clear on what they are. So I would suggest writing down all the limiting beliefs, writing out your, your money story. In my Be the Queen program, where we're taking women through a process of calling in their, their partner, their man, one of the things we're having them doing is write their love story from beginning of their life all the way till now. You know, any, any relationships, relationship with parents, friends that they loved, exes, just their entire love story, and then extract the beliefs from that story. So let's say that in their love story, their dad abandoned the family when they were eight. That would be part of the love story, but the belief might have been, you know, I'm not lovable. My dad chose something else over staying with the family or men that I love leave. So I think that would be helpful for you to do with money, write out your money story and then extract the beliefs that come out of it. And then I'd really use expectation hangover, my book, the mental section to work on reframing those beliefs and also use the spiritual section of expectation hangover to do compassionate self-forgiveness about those beliefs. But I would take each one, put it on a list and put a positive reframe next to it, something that you could believe instead. So the thing with reframing beliefs is you don't want to make an unbelievable shift. So for example, one of your beliefs is I'm not smart enough to make money. You wouldn't want to shift that to I'm the smartest person in the world because there's a part of you that wouldn't believe that. And it's probably not true. I'm not the smartest person in the world either. And that's okay. But what could you believe instead? Maybe I am smart enough to make money. Boom. Just a simple update. Another one that you could update is making money requires hard work and I have to be a hustler or pushy. So you could say instead, making money requires effort and intention. Okay. You probably believe that, but it's not so much as it's hard and I have to be pushy. So reframe those beliefs into something believable that moves you in a more prosperity positive direction. Last question we have is from Angela. I'm creating an app that I put money into and I truly believe in, but my spouse thinks it's a waste of money. So I feel pressure for its success to prove to him I was right. I feel that's not helpful. <laughs> I agree with you, Angela. It's not helpful. So this is a relationship question just as much as it's a prosperity question. I would highly encourage you to have a conversation with your husband because if this behavior is coming up, my guess is that there's been a theme of not feeling very supported in your life. And it's so important to feel supported by our spouse. So I'd have a very vulnerable conversation with him where you say, listen, I know that you're probably just looking out for me because you don't want me to be upset if this doesn't work and you're protective. 
And when you question it and you say things that make me feel discouraged, I, I really start to, to lose hope and I start to feel really bad about myself and it doesn't feel good. And so my request is that you can be more supportive. And if you can't be more supportive, don't say anything. So instead of me trying to tell you how to shift this on your own, really this, this comes down to having a conversation with your spouse because prosperity affects all areas in our life. So if you're feeling scarce and not prosperous and healthy in that relationship, it's going to trickle over into your business and into other aspects of your life. So the way I would manage that is having that conversation with your spouse. All right, everybody, that is Coach's Corner for this weekend. I hope all of you in the U.S. had a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And I know it's going to be holiday season coming in. So be sure you join me for the next group coaching call where I can support you a little bit on all of that. Go to christinehassler.com slash group. And until then, I'm wishing you so much love and many blessings. Until next time, everybody. Bye.